Okay. Everybody, to the Mando Fan Show. Uh, spoiler alert. We're going to talk spoilers. So hopefully you're not watching a podcast live stream before actually watching the show that the podcast live stream is <laughs> talking about. So with that said, uh, cat out of the bag before I introduce everybody, a, a, an iconic fan favorite character has made their return in The Mandalorian, and it was Sasha Banks, Casca Reeves. Chapter 16. Very good. Someone else came back. Uh, James and Lacey <laughs> with me as always. And Hello. our guest is a director, actor, YouTube content creator. Check out his channel, youtube.com slash ascender. Uh, you might have seen his video 2020, which is a sort of a parody based on the times of uh, the 1917 film. Stephen Ford, back with us. What is going on, buddy? Hey. Hi, Hi. everybody. Can we just talk about that intro? That was <laughs> that was amazing. I'm very impressed. I'm like, oh, they said it was going to be a long. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> that had my attention. So thank you. Hi, everybody. Yeah, I'm excited. So a, I'm excited. Good to, have you, good to have you back. Yeah. So, yeah. uh Steven had joined us on the Resistance broadcast earlier this year. We talked about uh, Solo and the potential of more Solo and, and all the uh, sequel trilogy stuff. And now we're here to focus on The Mandalorian, specifically Chapter 16. Uh, so uh, before we get going, Steven, why don't you let us know what you got going on? What's going on with the sender? Like, so like, just tell people, our audience, what uh, what the deal is. What do you, what do you got going on out there? Uh, uh, I, ha I make a YouTube channel. Uh, no, I, um, I, uh, hey, everybody, this is my sales pitch. Uh, I'm an actor turned director, and now we make YouTube videos. So I've kind of gone down on the totem pole, but we're still having fun. Uh, we're trying to. Uh, yeah, this year was a fun year. Um, we weren't, we weren't really going to do much. Uh, I was slated to do a bunch of different projects earlier in the year, and then, you know, some pandemic happened or something and it just <laughs> ruined all that and then i was like all right how are we gonna make this awesome let's do our <laughs> youtube channel but good this time so basically right now we've got a call of duty uh, hi cat uh, she's gonna say hi hi cat this is my <laughs> group um so um yeah we got a call of duty show that we put together it's just a little fun parody show uh mm. we're working on a bunch of different projects with some people that i cannot talk about yet but i hope it happens um and yeah it's just a good year so go to my youtube channel if you want you don't have yeah. to it's okay yeah i mean we, we before air james had brought up we were talking about um that 2020 film which is obviously so topical and how uh, i don't even know how you guys pulled that off but that was unbelievable yeah that was a weird it was funny because there's this uh gimbal uh company that was like hey steven do you want to like make this 90 second short film thing for us using our gimbal and i was like yeah and they're like well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I have no idea. Uh, they're like, well, just do a video, put it up on your channel, whatever. And this is back when we had our old channel, didn't have a lot of subscribers and YouTube hated us back then. So I was like, all right, let's just kind of figure something else out. Pandemic hit. This is back in March, by the way, when they said do this. And then they were like, <laughs> um, the guy that I was talking to left the company, but I was still like, no, I'm still going to make the video. And instead of the 90 second video, it turned into an 18 minute short film. Don't know how that happened. Just a slight. Uh, it's just I kept writing it. I'm like, oh, this is a reference. Oh, this is. And so we basically spent like two weeks, uh, me just going around with the gimbal trying to figure out, all right, I know I'm going to cut here. I got to write this moment for this part right here. Like I had to plan both the pre-production and the script all at the same time. It was kind of wow. weird because I've never done anything like that before. And then I was yeah. like, okay, I want to do it as one take. 
and there's like eight cuts in the whole thing. That's but, crazy, man. I mean, wink, wink, one take. Um, <laughs> yeah, <the bird> man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, but it's funny because, um, uh, yeah, it kind of turned into being a lot bigger than it was intended to be. And uh, we just kind of got lucky that we worked with two great actors that were able to show up. We had so many mm -hmm. reshoots for a multitude of reasons. So what was going to take a weekend took three months. <laughs> wow. But hey, it was worth it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, well, we are awesome. happy to have you back here. And we're going to be talking about uh, Mando Chapter 16, the uh, season finale. Uh, before we do, uh, everyone who's watching and joining us in the live chat, first of all, thank you so much for joining us tonight on your Friday night. We appreciate you uh, making us a part of the start of your weekend. Uh, if yes. you don't mind um, liking the video, and uh, if you're on Twitter, retweet our post of the episode and share this with a friend. Say, come on in, come hang out, and uh, let's try to beat our record <laughs> of this season with our audience. So, as Steven, see, follow what Steven's doing right there. Um, appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Yes, um, I am. Yeah. And the last quick plug, uh, obviously, uh, if you guys want to pick up a Mando Fan Show Season 2 shirt, like we have the Moff Gideon shirts going on, and the, the main logo, uh, go to teespring.com slash the Mando Fan Show S2 or um, teespring.com slash store slash resistance broadcast. Uh, James and Lacey, what's what's going on, guys? Are you guys uh, fired up to talk about the season finale? Yes, very much so. And, you know, <laughs> it's it's funny because I, I won't harp on this. This doesn't mean a whole lot, but I, I did get this spoiled for me <laughs> because my alarm oh, didn't go off. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 no. John takes personal uh, issue that gets his fault or something. It's totally the situation, but my alarm didn't go off. Uh, I woke up way later and I knew it was important to get John's video up. He already had done it. He'd watched the show, done it and got it uploaded to me. So it was on me at this point. So I tried to edit around and get his stuff up on, on Twitter and YouTube around social media and long story short, what what caught me was when I went into to Twitter, my eyes just it snapped to something yep. and it said it said Sebastian Stan trending with Mark Hamill. And I was like, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so something's up. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, hey, look, it does not bother me. The episode still is what it is. It just means that it, I wasn't surprised by it, but I, I knew that it was coming. But like in a way, like I didn't know how it was going to come and it right. came great. You know, I think it was handled like super well. So it wasn't like I wasn't excited or bummed or mad or anything. I, I just just, yeah, took it in. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, appreciate it, though, man. Um, Lacey, looking very festive. We have to talk Thanks. about the Yoda ears. Or the, I don't know what you're talking ears. about. What ears? Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, it's the season finale. It's really awesome and wonderful. And guys, because it's such a big deal and such a big episode, I brought snacks for anybody that wants Ooh. one. Ooh. Yes. So if anybody's interested. He's <laughs> <laughs> got big pretzels. That's I want a big pretzel. Oh How dare God. you? Oh. No? Okay. I'll just eat them later. No oh. Oh. Talk about Easter eggs. That's a TRV <laughs> Easter egg. Uh, we'll, we'll have to tell Steven that story off air. Um, the legend of the Bavarian legend. <laughs> ooh, ooh, the, um, the Bavarian AMC. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Forty yeah. feet big. Yeah. I ordered that by myself once by accident, not realizing what it was, and it showed up in a pizza Proud box, and I was so embarrassed. Totally <laughs> <laughs> uh, Side note, by the wow. way, we do have a super chat to kick off the show. Cool. Oh, cool. Which I think is going to reflect what everybody's saying, which is from David Ford. Relation? 
maybe? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, thank you, David Ford, who said one X-Wing, one cloaked figure, one green lightsaber, uh, one gloved hand. Luke Skywalker, the one and only, is all we needed to save our heroes. I mean, they let you know, and we'll get into it, but like 10 different times. They're like, just in case you were, you didn't know. (laughs) You know it's him? Did you know? (laughs) He either has the Bart Simpson closet with all the same outfits, or he hasn't changed in five years. Either way. (laughs) There's Luke. Uh, Battlefront 2, where it's the same outfit. Oh, it's the same? Okay. All right. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. So yes, if, if you do want your comments sped up to the front and read on the show, uh, we do have the super uh, chat feature, which also like this. Us, so we appreciate that. Like Kevlu zero one just did. Uh, I didn't want Luke, but then I saw the X wing and screamed, Luke. <laughs> I was ten years old again. That's I mean that is a that's the vibe. Yeah. That is the vibe mm-hmm. without a doubt um, for a lot of people, not for everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll get into that in a minute. Yep. Um, all right. So speaking of that, uh, we're gonna rate the episode like we always do, and uh, being that this is the not our last episode because we're doing a recap on January 8th uh, with Clayton Sandell live. But this is the last episode that we're going to be rating for this year. So this is the last time we're using the Pedro Pascal face scale, 0 to 10 for Chapter 16. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to kick it off this week and set the bar. My highest score yet for The Mandalorian, I'm giving this a 9.5. And uh, I think it's... I won't get into too much now because we are going to discuss this uh, in, in full detail, but... Um, really just the, the dad perspective, just the end of that episode, like I was fighting him back and I'll just leave it at that and, and get to that a bit more later. But, uh, James, what did you give this on the Pedro Pascal face scale? Chapter 16. Um, I gave it a nine and, uh, I gave it a nine because when, well, first of all, when I, when I first watched the episode, I thought, man, it wasn't as perfect as I was hoping it would be. Like I, there's a lot of little things that kind of got in my way and were kind of uh, annoying. And, uh, and I was like, that's a, that's a solid 8.5, which is a good score for me. Um, yeah. but it wasn't like, uh, the, the, the crazy best or anything. And then I started, I don't know. I saw a bunch of people other given high scores and stuff. And I found throughout the day that I kept wanting to revisit the episode. I was like, Oh, I, this part like was cool, you know, or like, or what did, what did they say? And I was like captivated by a lot of it. And then as it kind of went on through the day, I was like, you know what? Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to say that this episode is less than, the my other higher rated ep- highest rated episode it, it's at least on par so I, sure. I bumped it up to a nine all right. um right and the only and, 10 i've ever given was the final episode of clone wars uh the fan fan show that one right. to me was absolutely perfect i give a lot of nines and stuff the on the really good episodes but nine is still like a really solid on on my scale oh, yeah. yeah man especially when uh with this next score coming up uh steven what did you uh and maybe you want to put in perspective how you've been rating the episodes uh to, yeah. to give it some 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 scale but what did you give or this, just uh, be honest yeah steven. <laughs> I, gave, I gave this episode a 6.5 and i know that's harsh i'm aware <laughs> I know, but here's the thing. I'm, I'm vote hyper- him off. Vote <laughs> <him>. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing with the Mandalorian. Um, it's it's Star Wars savior to me. That's what it is. So I am hyper critical of everything that goes on in that show. I analyze every. I'm like, this is a little too this. This is a little too that. Why are they doing this? I do that. I mean, I do that with all Star Wars, but still, I do that a lot with this show. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I know the people behind it are people that genuinely, not saying other people don't, 
but they genuinely care about Star Wars. So yeah. when I see something and I'm like, you mentioned how, you know, like, uh, it could have been more perfect. It wasn't that it was like the way that the Mandalorian is to me is as a whole is fantastic. It's incredible. But the like some of its parts don't lead up to it being as fantastic as I mm-hmm. want individually it to be. So that's what this episode was, where there's like really great moments that I'm like, yes, more of that. And then they do something real dumb that I'm like, <laughs> damn it. Um, so so uh, I'll say modestly 6.5, maybe 7, depending on. And that's oh. the thing I will say before going further. That the way that I first view Mandalorian uh, episodes is hypercritical, and then later on I watch them, <laughs> and I'm like, "That's that's I was being too mean. I was being too critical. That's how I am." Um, but that's me. <laughs> like you're getting lit up in the comments. You're getting, you're getting, <laughs> you're getting comments. No. Um, t- to be fair, we also discussed this too. Is that a six point five is is high on your general scale for the Mandalorian? Yes. So this yeah. still was a good episode compared to the rest of the series. Correct. And um, and I will emphasize that too. That that uh, get, there are a lot of things that over time, like I, I've said numerous times on the show, like I'm not a, as big of a fan of the music as a lot of people do. And this episode in particular was another one where I was like, I, I don't like what they're doing. And a lot yes, of these yeah. scenes, Dubstep. Um, <laughs> yeah. And but it, it's kind of one of those things where I don't, I, I've just kind of given up that that is what it is. And I'm trying to look for other things to grade on and, and yes. kind of, level out the thing I, but i'm with you if i was being like really critical on these i think that a lot of these scores would be a lot yeah. lower for me if i was a little I, bit I, more exactly i don't necessarily bring them to others catherine, things, but yeah this, catherine so. wants to know what your favorite episode is uh okay it's, it's of this of season two. of this season it's one of two it's either the uh um oh my gosh the with handsome face um uh oh, the first man. one uh, timothy Oliphant. the timothy Oliphant one yep. i really enjoyed uh a lot um it was that one and the uh of course the what i always butcher her name is it ahsoka is it ashoka yeah ahsoka. 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 people usually trend the wrong one yeah. yes yeah exactly that's that's exactly why so yeah. like those two for me right. are those were uh, it. amazing cool. yeah right. the the one with timothy oliphant was my number one yeah uh, like for, and that, yeah yeah, and it was definitely a John Favreau production. Like, I mean, even that one, I still had faults with. Like, I still am hypercritical mm-hmm. of those. But like the Ahsoka one was so. Oh my gosh, you could tell that it had a an animated background. Like, literally, those shots feel like they were stripped right out of Clone Wars. Yeah, and you could just see that mastery of the frame that a lot of the other ones didn't have. Like the one where Boba comes back and. Uh, mm. It looks like it was shot in, you know, the California desert because yeah. it was. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I exactly. I'm just hypercritical. Uh, All right. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Gilleran, the time has come. <laughs> uh, what did you give this episode? Lay it on us. And then we'll get this episode is easily hands down a 10 out of 10. Whoa. This might be my favorite <laughs> thing Lucasfilm has done since getting bought by disney this episode was so great so wonderful and i actually dug this out for the show so here's third grade lacy right here (laughs) and third grade lacy said i enjoy eating pizza and watching her favorite movie return of the jedi and her hero is luke skywalker that's who we got in this episode 
Get Last Jedi out of here. This is the Luke that I like. <laughs> All right. And All that's right. why this got a 10 out of 10. That's why I cried. That's why I feel like a little kid. And this is my kind of Star Wars. So Very 10 good. out of 10. <laughs> All right. So we have a 9.5, a 9, a 6.5, and a 10, which gives us an 8.8. From our camp here. Ugh, oh, thanks, yeah, I it. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry. Uh, see, Stephen, look what you did there. We almost had the full nine Pedro faces. Yeah. What was and, that? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so weird. We'll, yeah. We'll take 8.8 Pedro faces there. Uh, and now our our patrons. We uh, always ask them for their scores. We average their scores. And James, let's uh, let's bring up what their score was, which was a 9.1. A lot. Wow. A lot of tens yeah. in this, and our patrons are sometimes critical. It's not all tens all the time. Uh, there were some people who threw out 11s and 12s, but I have to bring you down to 10. 10 is the max. I apologize. There's only so much Pedro to go around, folks. It's a shit. <laughs> um, it's a shit. One person throws out like an 80, and it's like, I guess they scored 21. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> Um, so and we're, we're, we always we always shout out one of the comments uh, that's usually on par with most of the people. And this one was a uh, 10 out of 10 from Admiral Jason O'Donnell. Uh, Jason's in Australia, so I'm not sure what time it is there if he's watching. But Jason, this one's uh, for you. He said 10 out of 10 Pedro faces for real. The moment it became a 10 for me was Gideon's glee when he was dragged into the bridge and saw Bo-Katan's face. Season yeah. three is going to be very interesting. Uh, then for Luke to arrive. OMG, wow. So uh, great job by Jason there. Thank you, buddy. Um, all right. So uh, typically we do Easter eggs next, but we're skipping that because we want to spend as much time as possible talking about this uh, episode in full. Before we do we have do a bunch that... of super chats if you want to run okay, through. Let's, yeah, let's fire those up. All right, yeah. So first we have David wow. Provis. Thank you, David, who said, stay away from David. hallways if you're a trooper of any kind. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's, that's, very, the, that's, the, that's the rise of Skywalker all over again. Everyone's dead <laughs> in a hallway. Then we have Freezy2324. Thank you for the super chat who said, will Luke's appearance tonight help Last Jedi haters opinions of that movie? I think so. I want to clarify my my statement just now because I feel like people are going to take it the wrong way. I enjoy The Last Jedi. I think it's a good movie. I just don't enjoy Luke. That's my one thing. So yeah. this is something that kind of fixed that. But I don't. Think, in, in fairness, yeah. in fairness to that, Mark Hamill didn't enjoy Luke. So I mean, that you know, yeah. okay. And him and I are basically friends. So best friends, right? <laughs> there you go. Next, we have Caleb Pouch. Yes, remembered. Uh, ten out of ten. This episode transcended the Mandalorian. I didn't feel like I was watching a TV show anymore. They brought in Luke and they pulled it off. Right on. Thanks, Caleb. And then mm -hmm. Luke. Thank you for ooh, Luke uh, said Count Pepto reporting in. Dang, Bib let himself go. <laughs> I mean, clip your nails, man. You guys uh, excited to see Book of Boba Fett. Your thoughts? Yeah, I um, I, I'm not one to I, I don't do the the body shaming. I put on some LBs this year during the pandemic. We myself. all did. It's okay. Yeah, uh, but uh, big Fortuna. Anybody? <laughs> oh, that's good. I I thought. I thought the whole, you know, thing was a little too Disney in your face. Um, yeah. I mean, call, I love call it. Call it a little bit of a stretch here, you know. I mean, the book of Boba Fett, book of Boba, B.O.B. Bob, Bob, Bob Chappick, Bob, Bob, Bob yeah. Iger, Bob Iger. Yeah, I mean, it just it was a little in your face. You know what <laughs> you reminded me of, James? Those people that are like one plus three plus four equals seven. Seven yeah. means this. Nine means exactly this. Exactly. And then yeah, it yeah. Means 100%. Independence Day. <laughs> like what? No, I'm not. 
It's funny, like, I'm, remember forever ago when they were talking about how they were going to do a Mandalorian show, and everyone was like, it's the Boba Fett show, they're going to do a Boba Fett show, <laughs> and like, they even kind of like, we're like, maybe we are, I don't know, and then we're like, oh, it's not a Boba Fett show, it's better than a Boba Fett show, it's a unique, totally original thing, mm-hmm. and that's connected to all these other cool properties, um, and I feel like now they're like, you know what, let's just do a Boba Fett show, why not? And I feel like for a yeah. while it felt like it felt like they weren't were saying um, like people were saying this. This still feels like Boba Fett. They just couldn't use Boba Fett. So th- this they just made a right. Boba Fett show like its own yeah. replacement. Now that we got Boba Fett, it's like, oh, I see the difference. Like when oh, I when sure. we see this teaser, you're like, that's going to be a different show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very, very much different. different. I hope I it believe, is. Uh, Skywalker sounds Matthew Wood played Bib Fortuna. I love that. That's hilarious. Uh, we have another super chat from Comic Books NYC, aka Kavi. Hey, Kavi. Up, Kavi said, loved it. 9.5 for me. Grown man cried and yelled at various points. It was like the Super Bowl at my house. Like, you know how people stand up <laughs> when they're in the final, final quarter? Like the last six minutes, I was standing in my living room going, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, lots yelled at various points. Lots of questions, too. But isn't that the fun of it all? Also, love Mando Fancho. Yeah. Happy our uh, Mando fan show. Happy Friday, guys! Thank, Thank you, Kavi. Thank you, man. That's Thank so you. awesome. Yeah, hope uh, hope you're you're dug out of all the snow in Brooklyn, buddy. Um, appreciate that. Um, any uh, anything else, Lacey? Nope, that's it. All right, cool. Uh, before we head into just our general chat on this, yeah, we are skipping the Easter eggs, as I said. We do have to give out this week's uh, Mando code number. Uh, so if you've been watching this show throughout the season. Um, yes, we are adding a new item right there. Uh, vintage collection, uh, Mandalorian figure of Din Djarin and Grogu. Uh, look at those two right there. That is, it comes awesome with the Camtono too, which is cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, every episode we've been giving out a number as part of this code. I've been revealing one each time. And on the recap show on January 8th, we're going to give away the final number and let you know how to submit to win the bounty. The grand prize is a limited edition Mandalorian box. Thanks to our friends at jewelrybrands.shop. If you want to use promo code TRB at checkout, you get 10% off. Uh, And that box is limited. I think there's only a few thousand made. Uh, You get the Empire Medallion from Werner Herzog from season one. You get a, a brick of Beskar steel. And the uh, skull necklace that uh, Grogu wears uh, that he got uh, throughout uh, season one. Uh, we also have a full size, like a large uh, Funko Pop of Grogu. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Mando Fancho season two shirt. Um, what else am I missing here? There's another item. The Mission there. Fleet. The Mission mm-hmm. Fleet uh, figure set too. Yeah, and I think I mean it's a lot of stuff, guys. So it's cool. Hopefully you've been keeping track. Uh, and this week's number. The eighth number out of nine is three. Three. So get it tattooed on your forehead so you remember when you look in the mirror. What is it? Oh, this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So good luck, everyone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hope you've been keeping track. Uh, And uh, again, good luck. Wait for that on January 8th for the final number and how to win. All right. So now let's just talk about this episode here. Let's warm up the engines a bit like we usually do, which by just pointing out your favorite moment or your favorite shot from the uh, chapter. So Steven, you're our guest of honor. I'll start with you. Did you have one standout moment that you're like, wow, that's beautiful. I loved it. Or a moment, uh, your favorite. I mean, I think the thing that we're probably all going to completely agree with is just the moment where he takes off his helmet. And like what I loved about that, and I got tinges of return of the Jedi 
where he's like, I want to take this off of me so I can see it with my own eyes. Yeah. Like that's what that felt <laughs> yeah. like to me. That was of course, yep. and of any gripes that I have with in the episode, that moment is masterful. Like it's, it's amazing how that I care about a puppet. I care. I care about a puppet <laughs> and a, and a man. And I'm just like, huh? And I'm like in a little teary. There's that moment. And yes. yeah, that was incredible. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna echo that, but I'm gonna go to Lacey here. Did you have a favorite? I, I, I'm gonna guess maybe Luke, but uh, what was your favorite shot or moment of this one? My favorite shot, which <laughs> so I yelled a lot. I wish I recorded it because it was ridiculous how I acted. <laughs> I yelled a lot, but the most I yelled like yeah, was when he crushed it with his hand. Oh, oh my yeah. God. How many times have you done that when you're a little where you're like, yeah, yeah. like, oh, I, I loved that scene so much. It was so badass where he yeah. crushed that thing, especially because of how much it beat up Mando like five minutes prior. Right. And he's like, I don't even have to touch you. You're just gone. You're it's a tin like, can. Uh, Quint and Hooper with the beer can and the cup and jaws. Just like <laughs> it, it was just perfect. Yeah. That was Perfect. pretty cool. That was a little shades of Vader. Uh, yeah, but my favorite shot itself is mm -hmm. when he it looks like Vader from Rogue One, where the doors open and you see just yeah. the lightsaber. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Jedi, any anyone who uses a lightsaber in Star Wars, <laughs> maybe it's a Skywalker thing. They love dry ice. They Steve love wrote, "Hi, ice. third grade Lacey. That is accurate. Third grade <laughs> Lacey is here <laughs> to uh, be on the Mandalorian show." Um, all right, uh, James, did you have a favorite moment or shot that stood out to you? Yeah, I mean it. One of those, you know, there's so many different scenes in that th his whole like rampage through the the ship and all that. Um, but there were there were two specific ones, and I'll just pick one. Um, but I I initially was just floored when they they cut to a shot and it's the the lightsaber comes through the camera, um, and it shows. You guys don't know what I'm talking about. I missed it's, that. Yeah, it, it's the reveal of the green lightsaber. Oh. Yes, yes. So he's walking through the place and you know something's up, but you I think you hear the lightsaber turn on, it could be wrong on that. But either way, like they show the soldier or the uh the, the troopers and then through the lens comes the the green lightsaber and you see him with it up and and walking away from the camera and Oh just, yeah, I know you mean. The yeah. way he like en it enters into the screen, I was like, I don't I that is so extraordinarily different than what I would have expected, how they would have revealed that. Um, right. And it was just, it was all part of the anticipation. We joked around it before, like they go gave you this clue, then this clue, then this clue. And right. that one was like was coming through. Then the hood, yeah. then the lightsaber, yeah. then the hand, just in case. And then they were like, here's yeah. his belt buckle. Look at yeah. his belt buckle. <laughs> right. Yeah. But and someone that, might be, also be able jet. to tell by the, the, the handle grip too, if they were, Correct that the hilt. Yeah. So similar to what you were saying, Matt said, thank you, Matt said 10 out of 10 for me. Love seeing Luke decimating droids like dear old daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Thank you. I uh, appreciate that. Um, yeah. It's like I'm, poetry. It rhymes. It, exactly. <laughs> there it is. I knew someone was going to say it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, George Lucas did not direct this chapter as many were speculating. It was Peyton Reed mm -hmm. from uh, Ant-Man and also uh, the second chapter the very controversial chapter 10 oh, I hate uh, with, with the eggs from, from uh, this season. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. My, my favorite shot, I'm echoing <laughs> the same area as Steven, but more specifically when he has the helmet off and he's telling him, don't be afraid. 
And right before he puts him down, it, which which was a very important moment because he doesn't just hand him to Luke. He puts him down and like he's like, you have to walk to him. So I know that you're okay with this. Mm-hmm. And I thought yeah. that was a very smart decision by whether Favreau wrote that in the script or whether Peyton Reed made that choice. I thought that was huge. And that also, so obviously R2 can do his thing. But um, when, he t- when he reaches out and touches Din's face with his little baby Yoda hand, uh, uh, I was having a hard time. And I watched it by myself because I had to do the Mando Minute and my written review and stuff. And I got, you know, got kind of emotional. Uh, but then I rewatched it again with my wife. And like, I don't like when she's like, are you crying? I'm like, no. Star Wars. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah. So, so I was like trying to breathe like deeply. So I, so I didn't cry. And then it made me think like, maybe I do want to cry more now. And it was brutal. So, um, but that shot, um, let's put it this way. Luke Skywalker returned in Star Wars, a young Luke Skywalker with the lightsaber, with the cloak, with everything, everything we just said. And he took a backseat to me, to those two. And that's a testament to John Favreau developing a relationship, like you said, Stephen, between this puppet and this dude. And yeah. it's a slow burn over two seasons. But when you then look at it in that moment, you're like, wait a minute. I love these two and I care so deeply about them. When did that happen? This at this le- this heightened level and there yeah. it was so that's my favorite shot so um, well michael did say so is this yeah. really the end of grogu first of all thanks for the super chat and then he Thank said you, thanks michael. for the main of fan show so fun hanging out so do you think based on your emotions that this is the end of grogu no no disney needs money for one thing <laughs> uh, yeah I, christian I, I, also yeah. yeah, and Christian also added in, thanks Christian, saying Disney dropping that post credit scenes was like Andy's mom pulling out a surprise present out of the closet. Happy Friday. <laughs> that is so perfect. <laughs> so, so perfect. Well, then we have the Clayton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Clayton, who said his favorite scene was Din taking off his helmet to look at Grogu with his own eyes. It was a very reminiscent of Luke and Vader from Return yeah. of the Jedi, yeah. which is yeah. also true. And last but not least, we have Kev Lu01, who said, How long will Grogu be away from Din? If he's at Luke's temple when he's burned and Kylo is responsible, no redemption. Maybe Gideon did it. Uh, well, we did I learn know. from the comic books yeah. that Kylo, I don't think Kylo burned down the temple, but I know what you mean. Like if he was involved in that. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. It was him and a few others. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think uh, Grogu's gone. Um, I do love. A lot of people pointing out that, and I did in my review, um, again, Stephen, you brought it up, let me look at you with my own eyes, taking the mask off thing, it's very symbolic. But the fact that Luke is there, who experienced that with his father five years ago, seeing it happen with those two people, he knows yeah. how much that moment means. It. So it probably adds weight to Luke saying, I better, you know, this is a big responsibility for me to take care of this kid. I can see that this guy really loves this kid. So I was really... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was hoping that there was going to be like, I mean, again, and we could talk about this, but the digital face of Mark Hamill, like I've got my own stuff with it, but I was really hoping that they were going to have like a little moment where they like, it, it cuts back to 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 Mark or to, to Luke. And it's just like that small recognition of like doing the same thing that he had done with his father. I was really hoping that was going to happen. It didn't happen. And those oh, are the God. little things that I'm talking about that I'm like, oh, I would do like, but of course that's just maybe because of what I do as a profession. So I'm like, Oh, I would do this, but I don't, I don't think Mr. Baby Yoda is uh, going anywhere because (laughs) no way. Um, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I think I was thinking about this. Like what if we pick up like five years later in, in, in season three or something, but then I was thinking, Oh wait, he's 50 years old. 
um, that five years is not going to make a big difference. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, but I think that I do hope though, that if, you know, Grogu returns, uh, and maybe we run into Luke again or something, I personally hope that maybe they recast and maybe we get some Sebastian Stan. <laughs> That's my These opinion though. That. These guys hate I, that. I want it. But here's the thing. Somebody made a really great point to me. Um, this dude actually works. Um, he actually works at, uh, my gosh, Dice. And it made a really great point. It was like, well, Star Wars, is, the prequels specifically, kind of predicated on the whole idea of like casting younger versions of older actors. And so mm-hmm. it kind of, I mean, like, Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi to me, not Sir Alec Guinness, as great as he was. This is a, it feels like a different person. And right, I mean, obviously, yeah. but a different character. But so when it comes to me, I'm like, you can recast Luke and it's okay because we still they have are going older, to, you know, like I'm just hoping they're going to recast Luke for Obi-Wan series. A 10 year old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, ah, I mean, okay. okay. That, that's not news, but they are right, going they, to give Mark Hamill some bangs. Yeah. He could pull off a 10 year old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Luke, we have a super chat from Sweet Star Wars Delight. Thank you so much. That said, yeah, the return of Luke and the way he returned and Din taking off his helmet and saying goodbye to Grogu and then seeing R2, I was in a river of tears. I've watched so many videos of people just sobbing. (laughs) And I was like, wow, I don't feel weird that I was doing that because there's Uh, so many. It it definitely wells you up. And and, and people say, oh, fan service. It's like, and? Give it to me. And? Yeah, it's Star Wars. It's you know. Juan Pablo uh, says, "Sebastian, please." Okay. Can, can we do this? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. How long are you going, James? Because I have a quick point. On that. Stand, oh, stand. Doing this? Okay, let's just go do ahead. This. All right. My, my point on this is yes, recast pre-dating original actor Alden, Ewan, whatever. But oh, see what you're saying. Sandwiching like going Hamill, other guy back to Hamill. I don't know that Lucasfilm is going to do that, and they haven't done it, and that's why Carrie wasn't recast in. None. Or maybe Mark's uh, not cool with it. That's what nobody's really mentioning. Maybe Mark Hamill's just like, "Look, I don't want someone else playing I, this role." I think Lucasfilm really loves the co- the continuity of suspending disbelief in their story more so than any mm, other sure, franchise. Sure. And I think if we saw Sebastian Stan, he'd be like, "He kind of looks like him," but that's not Luke Skywalker. Uh, whereas you know they did the animated version. Maybe in a few years they can update it. With more, you know, effects, yeah, just like the guy rid of jeans guy, uh, that sort of thing. So, I, I, that's my take on it. I, I can, and you know what? I think your point of view is complete too to do that because then you could do a lot of things with Luke. So it's not one of those. You're an idiot. We're online. We're <laughs> yeah, having yeah. a conversation. So, yeah, James, um, I don't know what you have in that, but well, my only thing, and I know John and Lacey already know this, but and and maybe Stephen does too, but I seriously think everybody's it, it has been manipulated because there oh, is. Know an image out there that somebody made from an Instagram feed that their entire purpose of the feed is they take two celebrities and they morph the oh, two yeah. they take features yeah. from both of them and create a new human that does not exist. That's a blend <laughs> between two celebrities. <laughs> the image that everybody has seen. That's like, Oh, look, Sebastian Stan and Mark Hamill right next to each other. It look they look identical. Cast this guy. Yeah, that right. is not Sebastian Stan. It's not him. He does <laughs> resemble Mark Hamill, 
He does. But you, there, there was an image recently that went around where somebody like put his face in like a Mark Hamill looking pose or whatever. Yeah. And yes. it's not, it's not, it doesn't look right. It does not look like Luke. Yeah. And it just drives me crazy because for whatever reason, that image was so viral. It has convinced people that it yeah, <laughs> does not look like Luke. Okay. But, but James, Super chat question from Christian. Thanks, Christian. Asked, did James lose that pie bet from last month? Because Luke showed up in this. Yes. <gasps> yes. Pie oh in your my pie. God. <laughs> James is going to get pied. Yes. <laughs> it's I happened. We win a pie bet. Was it, was it Luke? Han it was Luke Lair showing Luke Lair up or... in media. Yeah. Yeah, I think you I lost. Five bet. Yeah, I think I want to five bet. We can get to that later. We have lots of stuff to get into. <laughs> we do have some super chats first. Okay, David Ford, aka Admiral Brian Smith. Ooh, I love, I love the names. Very good. What? Uh, it would have hilarious. It would have been hilarious if the episode would have been directed by Ryan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> he like, redeems the character that everyone hated his version of it. Right. <laughs> Make Jar Jar. I, I would actually appreciate it though because he would acknowledge it and then say like, "Hey, people didn't like this, but here I gave you what you wanted." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny because like to go off on a little tiny tangent about the Ryan Johnson thing. I my feelings of the Last Jedi have wavered. So intensely, there's so many things I don't like about that movie that just irk me, right? And there, and there are things about the movie that I avidly love, right? And albeit I can agree that the whole character assassination kind of theory of, you know, uh, Luke and everything, I can I can agree with that to a certain extent. But then I can also agree with the fact that um, people change over time. So like I can get into a huge debate about that, but at the same time, just concerning the Ryan Johnson thing alone. The entire The Last Jedi movie was just nothing but expectations versus what actually yes, happened. Yes, and right? expectations, yeah. It's, it, the, the subverted expectations became a meme, and it still is kind of a running issue in a lot of different shows and movies now, right. just like it was then. But mm. what's interesting about Ryan Johnson is he clearly, and this is coming from somebody who avidly loved him, avidly hated him, and now I love him again. <laughs> I know I'm awful. Because like I was like Looper's my I love that movie and then came out with this I'm like what is the Last Jedi and then he did Knives Out yeah and in Knives Out he, it's beautiful yeah he, he literally takes every single criticism that he had from the Last Jedi of subverting expectations and then did it properly where it kind of shows that he learns as a director and as a person is was like I can do that and so that is I would love to see him get a crack at Star Wars again because of that so I it is my tangent. I appreciate it. We yeah. do have some more super chats. So Frank, thank you so much for the super chat said, love the episode. You guys, uh, do you think the razor crest was destroyed so that Boba Fett had to fly slave one so that he wouldn't be in the room when Luke showed up? Because that would have been awkward too. <laughs> Maybe. I, mean, I did think yeah. that Boba Fett got the shaft on this one. I was like, they, when they were coming up the plan, they're like, you, 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 and you, we're all going in. <laughs> and you, bye. Yeah. Yeah. It's You're like, he cool. would good to have you on suck. the team. Can we come up Who was the other Mando? Wasn't no. there... Though wasn't it wasn't it oh yeah well there yeah, was the, the guy Simon yeah. whatever his name because oh, I'm missing his last name it starts with a K yeah, his name right is Simon something he wasn't yeah. there 
Yeah. Well, she also said, uh, Mercedes said that was her last episode. She's done for the season. She and lied. Then she shows she up lied again. Yeah, she yeah. lied. Yeah. So did Mark. Mark said he wasn't in it. Someone was like, oh, Luke's in it. He's like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, next is Ricky. Thank you for the super chat, Ricky. You said, people think Book of Boba will be season three, but I think the other two shows will set up the next season and everyone will go into Mandalore into season three. Love y'all. I yeah. mean, that is a big theory that the Boba Fett series Look. is replacing Mandalorian season three. I, I think Favreau's already talked about, uh, yes, yeah, season three is going to be on schedule. I think they said something about season three uh, debuting at, around Christmas. And also, you know, Disney is not in a situation right now to say, oh, our most successful show. Yeah, let's stop making that for now. Right, right. They would not do that. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. no. So I, I think it's an extra, extra little treat, little Boba treat. Wow. I will say, yeah, though, I, that there's this amazing meme that I found of Boba and Luke. From what is season. that? <laughs> they, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he's, like, flying away in the slave. He's like, hey, is that who I think it is? And Luke's like, I see. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have a super chat that says, Favreau and Filoni to ruin Johnson. Hold my beer. Now, that's not fair. Oh, come on. Ryan did that's a great job. Bad. Come on now. Silliness. Um, we do silliness. have one more super chat, which is from Thomas. Hi, Thomas. He said, James, you are my hero. I thought I was out here on my own trying to debunk that viral Hamill stand side by side that's being heavily manipulated. <laughs> the truth. Yes. The truth. We are here to seek the truth. <laughs> and there's this I'm gonna PSA go for everybody. It's not a real person. And right. if you see it, tell I'm, the I'm next gonna person. I'm going to look this up. Let's all right, tell so me more. Morphe more right, so, more well, underscore me is the Instagram channel. Go mm. while well, well, Lace is going for the Bavarian, Steven's looking up the the morph meme. Uh, let's let's get into the finale. Uh, oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, you're completely right. Yeah, that's totally that's not, that's not right. Sebastian Stan. That is a no mix reason. between his some Let's, of his I don't features care. I don't care. and the other guy and Mark Hamill's features. Yeah, I love it's me some Sebi. Sebi Stan. Fake person. Um, all right, let's let's move on from fake Luke because it's literally not a thing. So let's get to real <laughs> things, which is the beginning of the episode. Uh, I got a lot of a new hope vibes from this. Obviously, uh, the the scenery, the gray, the the gray tones, running and hiding from stormtroopers, shooting stormtroopers who have no purpose whatsoever, completely pointless. Uh, it, that was very a new hope to me. And then the second half, they really flipped the episode on us, and uh, I loved all the Moff Gideon stuff. Uh, did you did you guys feel like Steven? Did you feel they delivered on Moff Gideon in this episode? Did they slowly peppered him in throughout the season, and then we finally see him get a little uh, aggro and violent? Did did he deliver what you needed from him? I'll like tell you, him? it was an eighty percent delivery because uh, that actor can do you know a, mm -hmm. a, a Snickers commercial and it be the scariest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. I, I, I love I loved him in Breaking Bad. He's fantastic and everything he does. Yeah. And, fantastic in this and i like the little like that whole see this is the thing there's so many great moments everything that kind of included mando did it for me everything else was kind of like because <laughs> the scene where he's got the dark saber and he's like i just want the give me the child i don't care you can go rule the galaxy just give me my kid and i'm right. like that's what like, that's what's up that's mando and so that is that, so in that sense, yeah, he absolutely did deliver for me. And like the mm -hmm. giddy, like, <laughs> like when he's like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, <laughs> yeah, because he's fantastic and he can do a lot. And this says, and I'll talk about this in a little bit, but it says a lot to his acting prowess because the, if you just 
judge Star Wars products and, and Star Wars movies and shows by just their writing. It's very hard for a good act or for a bad actor to do a good job with it. But if you're a good actor, you can just nail that. Yeah. The writing, which is usually very stiff. It's very kind of weird. And it's, he still nailed it. So, like, I think yeah, yeah. from that sense, fantastic. I would like to have seen a little bit more, mm-hmm. but especially when he's like, do you have to be duel for the Darksaber? And I'm like, where's this going? Yeah. And it didn't go anywhere. And I'm like, right. okay. Luke, but I'm it like, didn't okay. because Luke showed up. Luke showed up, yeah. So, um, Lacey, what, <laughs> what 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 was your take on Moff Gideon? Uh, you know, we've we did the whole Giddy for Gideon sticker and our promo of our episode mm-hmm. and all that stuff throughout the season. I've been a huge fan, just like Steven just said about uh, his other work in terms of Breaking Bad and uh, Better Call Saul, all that stuff. Uh, a Snickers commercial would be cool. Maybe you know he, <laughs> he cuts the roof of his mouth on a peanut and he gets angry about it. I don't know. Who knows? He but- was very very evil in this episode, which we knew he was going to be. Um, yeah. But like Steven said, actually, I was waiting to see where that went now that Mando has the Darksaber and she's like, I can't have it. And you're like, oh, so you're going to battle now? Like, is yeah. she going to turn? And then that got kind of cut off. It was kind of like Ray and Kylo in The Force Awakens where JJ admits that he just wrote that breakup so that he didn't have to solve what happened with them. He's right, like, I'm just yeah. going to throw a cliff here. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the kind of thing that we do, we do now. Cliff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I will say just really quick. I, I loved the way that that played out. The fact that mm-hmm. they, that they were smart enough to recognize mm-hmm. that she has to, she has to get the saber back. So if he gets it and he has it and he's trying to give it to her, there's something, there's some really cool conflict between two good characters. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. I loved the way that happened, but to get on Gideon, I did not, I was not happy with him uh, in this episode. And you know he interesting. Go ahead, James. I'm sorry. Well, you were not happy with him at all. Not really. No. Okay. Uh, the I again. I will second that he did really good with all his lines and his delivery. He's a good actor, but yeah. his character here, I think, was like super weak because in almost any situation where he had an opportunity to succeed or be an evil villain, he failed. And it's like he let them get under the ship. He didn't see that coming. Um, the only the actual only thing that he did good was he anticipated that they went to the bridge and he went to see Baby Yoda, which is yeah. I, I mean, I feel like anybody would do that. They'd be like, "Oh, well, they're here to get I, the child." But that's a good point. I would have been really annoyed if it was just two stormtroopers guarding this most valuable being. So yeah, yes. So so he is there, but in that confrontation, they have they back and forth, and then what what does he do? He he tricks him. He steps aside, and then. This would be his opportunity to just kill Mandalore. He knows he has to know that the saber is deflected by Beskar. Why didn't he just stab him in any area that didn't have Beskar? But he didn't. He did this like big leap for his back where there's a jetpack and everything. And I'm like, that was dumb. And then he just like basically <laughs> failed in sword fighting him, got captured. Uh, I don't think the whole play on who the Darksaber belongs to was part of his plan. That was just coincident and and he was like oh this should be interesting hmm. so it wasn't even part of his plan and then he tried to kill himself and, I, he yeah. too. and I, I was did, like yeah stop like this is supposed to be the the best villain and die, you know failing yeah. over and over and over in this this yeah. season debatably series finale probably not now but i did not like that he geez. tried to kill himself either yeah it felt very yeah. weird very out of character what we've seen so far it's just so interesting because the setup from the first season this 
the the season finale, the first season, you're just like, oh my god, this dude means business. And yeah. then it kind of like not really, but they kind of pulled like a uh what's his name? Um oh gosh, uh the dude who killed the whole planets from the sequel trilogy. Um Hux. Uh Hux, they kind of did a little bit of a Hux where he's like I'm going to try to kill myself. And then it's like, wait, nope. Yeah. It, just kidding. It's not going to happen. They didn't do it for laughs the same way, but it's yeah. interesting. Speaking of the bow and the, the dark saber, if I recall correctly from the clone wars, and this is where it's going to get deep dive, but clone wars, wasn't she given the dark saber and like yes. a, Oh, you, but now you can't. No, so it was it Rebels is what you're thinking. I wish of. the music was like Rebels, dun, dun, whatever. Dun, dun. <laughs> whatever Rebel did, store. They didn't did fight for it. Offer yeah. the the thing over, and I did hear a good explanation for this when I was watching. I'll I'll shout him out. Star Wars Explain. I was watching his review of the episode. His take on that is that she was given the dark saber, and she thought not a big deal. No one's going to know. This is really cool. It's an easy way to power. And what we don't know is what happened after she took the saber and how she mm -hmm. lost it. And a lot of that probably depends on uh, what she now recognizes is I can't just take that thing. I, I have right. to earn that thing because last right. time I took it, I failed. Yeah. So I, I have a feeling Filoni already knows right. what's going on i'm just being a i'm just being a nerd by saying that but, <laughs> no, but, but it's, a, it's a really fair point she's like i can't take that it's like I, you are it now. <laughs> I, I think i yeah i i don't know it's it, it's definitely interesting i i can see i don't know if it's just how she performed those those scenes in the non-verbal way but you almost i almost got this feeling and maybe it's just speculation that bo katan is getting um that mad power hungry and it's it's turning Sorry, her it's turning her a little heel here, and uh, I I don't know if that's purposely done, but Stephen, you're her saying you those vibes yeah. too that she's getting yeah. almost so obsessed with that thing that it's making her almost turn uh, dark, so to speak. Which right. is what Danny was saying is that you know I'd love for Sabine to come in and reclaim the dark saber. Bo-Katan is just being stubborn at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see see how that plays out. Um. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, I did like one scene. It's really on the surface, but Boba Fett, when he's like, oh, it's time for me to stop playing my games. He absolutely annihilates those two TIE fighters and then just starts out. I was like, that is badass. Mm -hmm. Boba Fett, Fett Demption is real. Like that. He, oh, it he is. killed it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very, I'm very pleased with where they've taken this character. They're like, wait a minute. Hold up. He died because somebody <laughs> accidentally hit his jetpack. Come on. And then side note sidebar first episode <laughs> when they're talking about the his armor and he talks about how the jetpack has that problem is that yeah. and i'm like yes thank you like this is a little things uh, like that, uh, that uh, like uh, i really appreciate and, and rest, rest in peace jeremy bullock i'm glad he maybe mm -hmm. uh took oh, some yeah. thoughts and seeing his character got to live on hopefully um but rest in peace the original boba fett um oh, super chat here from uh nathan right uh yep. Think we're about to see a Mandalorian Game of Thrones for the dark saber. I I like those that vibe. I'm I'm down with that. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, and then <laughs> John, <do> it. It. <laughs> <laughs> Lacey's pretzel, her giant pretzels back, baby. <laughs> it's actually three pretzels. <laughs> yeah, it'd be amazing if it was just one full pretzel. Jeez. You know what? Been, what been one of those. How did you did you make those? 
If no, 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 no. Okay, all right, good. <laughs> if me, James, and Steven's doorbells rang and someone like delivered us a pretzel for the live stream, <laughs> yeah, she ordered it. Like, yeah. like I did order the No, I know, but like to us, yeah. Mm-hmm. To be um, delivered at like nine twenty. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, who? What else do we have to cover from this episode? I mean, we obviously can get back more deeply into the end scene. Um, uh, just Pedro Pascal. Just absolutely crushing that performance, in my opinion. Um, oh, Christian, this is a good for point, power, actually. Right? You were asking what else do we have to talk about. The girl power in this episode. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Christian, for the super chat. Yeah. Yo, the women in this episode kicked butt. Girl, like, they were mowing people down. What? Let me be honest about one thing, though. <laughs> Can I finish my point? Yes. As a woman talking about women. <laughs> I, well, I was talking about Pedro Pascal, and then we were like, oh, let's switch to the uh, girl power. But okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it was just really fun to see them mow everybody down. <laughs> I, Gina Carano and Sasha Banks are not good actors. Could I just put that out there? Okay, you said it. Does that mean I can say it? <laughs> okay i wanted to talk about this and of course i don't want to be mean because i don't be mean and i know it's very hard to do star wars dialogue it just is but my gun jammed steven it it jammed i don't know Uh, look i don't uh, i don't want to be too gina follows me so i'm like you know mud sulfur uh, you know um oh my god but but it's it's very hard to do, and obviously we've seen this with much more seasoned actors have a really hard time with uh, Star Wars dialogue. I guess is the way to put it. There's even moments in the sequel trilogy where, if there's anything you could say about the sequel trilogy, the acting is great, but there are moments where you're like, mm. and so when you're having actors that are not traditionally actors and more traditionally performers um it's it, it shows especially in star wars of all things in my opinion um yeah i agree with you there and all right yeah yeah right. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it's just funny how um and it's not really that big of a deal but season one people had comments about gina Carano's acting and they're like how yeah. dare you she's the best and then like she said some questionable things and people like yeah, she kind of is not a good actor. <laughs> that is literally what happened. <laughs> yeah. It is verbatim uh, exactly what happened. No, I, I just wanted to like point out, because Pedro Pascal really didn't get to spend a lot of time in the costume in season one, aside from like a scene or two. And the, you know, he clearly did uh, a lot more this season and they made that vocally clear and publicly clear. Uh, man, like, I, I feel like you got to get more of him with the helmet off because did he oh, yeah. deliver he in that scene? Uh, even just watching... Uh, Grogu walk away in the, almost the similar shot of him on the wagon in uh, the village in the first season, mm-hmm. where it's just he's, he's going away, but he's with Luke Skywalker. And I didn't, it's so weird because Luke is like the ultimate hero. And I'm like, I don't want Luke taking him away. And like, it's just like, I, I want the two of them together. And I was like feeling that pain. But he's like looking at him and he understands that he needs to go. And he saw him, like I said, take those steps on his own. So it's almost like he he feels a little better about it. But some, it, that hurts. That was a tough one. Can I can I say something stupid that I kind of noticed? And I don't know if anybody else noticed this. So I guess we'll see in the chat. His haircut is different from this episode to the episode prior to this. When oh, yeah. he takes the helmet off. Like completely different. And mm. I was just like, 
did he get a haircut in between the trip? Did he's I'll like, oh, the tri trip's coming. Let me just let me just trim it up. Trim you know, got to get ready for. for I got to get ready for Grogu to finally see me. Boba uh, Fett. Boba Fett's a barber Fett. He actually has a barber, barber chair. Barber Fett. Done. Done. We do have a couple super chats. Okay, Michael Moore says, "Thank you, TRB, for an amazing run of the Mando fan shows. I love spending my Friday nights hanging out with my family and all of you. We still have one left, January eighth. Yeah, still got yes, more. Yeah, um, uh, a couple more. Hold on one second. We have thank Frank. Thank you, everybody. By the way, so much. Yes, yes. thanks, really Frank. Like he said, "I think it's interesting that Boba Fett's armor has always been iconic, being scuffed and dirty. And after he reclaimed it, he cleaned it up as to show it's a new era for him. Absolutely. I saw a really good theory about this, so that he repainted it because someone else had worn it, and so if there were any dents or marks on it, they weren't his. Did so okay, no, no, I don't think so. Did he?" Mm. I think you might have. Thought well, okay, yeah. Th this is crazy because I, I didn't. This didn't even occur to me. I just thought he just mm -hmm. did it. And I had a friend that was like, "Dude, I love the episode, but it, but I, I'm going to be honest with you. What's your take on this? Because it really bothered me, and it made it hard to watch the episode. I know mm -hmm. we're in this episode and not that one, but we had this discussion on this, and I hadn't. It had never occurred to me, and I, I came up with that explanation that you know there was something about like somebody else wearing it and earning all those scratches and stuff. Like as if he he was painting it himself, adding his own graffiti, and then he lost it. And when he got it back, like his stuff was still on there, but like most right. of it had been covered up and all this. Yeah. And he's like, mm -hmm. nah, dude, start over, fresh, fresh coat of paint. And, he, and my friend was like, That's cool. That that's crazy. He, cause that super chat just said the same thing. And you, yeah, you I saw that, that online. Thing. That's so cool. I love when people I like, come I like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Next is, is cool. uh, Sweet Star Wars Delight. Thank you so much. Said the possibility that when R2 and Grogu were interacting, R2 might have recognized Grogu from the Jedi Temple days. Back when... Oh, that's a good point. He did do a little dance. Oh, like, I... maybe he's like, you're oh, here. he's seen him before? In the temple. Wow. I, th I think personally, I think honestly, that was just like, a, hey, let's show R2 be cute and do the R2 thing. It, it, <laughs> it is. It is. I'm right, sure that's yeah, what right, it was. Right. But I, I saw a kind of like a little joke that it was, no, R2 is just like scared of Yoda after Yoda beat him to death. <laughs> Uh, in the swamp. And so, and so he like, and so, so R two's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Next is Kyle Hughes. Thanks, Kyle, who said he cut his hair so they wouldn't recognize him. Yeah, uh, guys, like, I'm they, sorry, I'm that weird person that notices stuff like that, like haircut. No, I didn't notice that. No. I didn't and also, that also, he shaved a little bit and like let it grow a little bit, but he shaved. He got rid of the mustache. Yeah. Like in that episode, the one with Bill Burr, which is one of my favorite episodes. Yes, uh, Bill Burr was amazing. If I, I want to say best episode, but like best moment, best scene in probably the whole series, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like uh, that, that <laughs> he was so handsome. And I'm like, oh, he's so scruffy and he's got the hair. And then this one, he's like, I'm going to get a cut. I got to look good. <laughs> uh, Bill Burr um, had the same haircut, though. Uh, that was good. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to throw it out there because I know I'll probably forget, but I did want to mention that uh, there was this, there was a tweet like a long time ago. And I think it was like around last Jedi that somebody pointed out the scene where, where Ray is standing under the Falcon and she holds out her hand and she feels the rain. Um, they, oh, yeah. the tweet was like when you realize this is probably the first time she's ever felt rain. Um, and I thought of that tweet and that moment when I saw Grogu touch his face, because I, oh, I was like, that's yeah. probably the first time anybody, any other mm -hmm. like physical contact uh, has happened to him since he was a child. 
Yeah. Um, that's he's yeah, the first point. person to actually touch his face. That's a very good point. Yeah, that's um, a that's gonna yeah. make me sad now. I'm yeah. now at a seven. Slowly working. Six point five. Did you guys? Did you guys like the Dark Troopers? Did you think they paid off? No. When they got crushed, I did. Yeah, yeah. When they, well, when they, first of all, first of all, they're with, called dubstep troopers. Dub, everyone's <laughs> been commenting about the dubstep. Yeah. They're called dubstep yeah. troopers. <laughs> uh, again, this is this is a little notch for me. Again, on on Ludwig, I'm like, poor choice. You that was that was a very cliche thing to do. Be like robots, dubstep. Right. This will be good. I have I, to balance the force on that a little bit because there was one moment that Ludwig did something amazing and uh, whenever Mando does his cowboy show up and they play his theme it was sped up in this episode to to press that level of urgency for the first time I think in the whole series it was like do 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 and I think that was done on purpose and I, I felt that I felt the like the anxiety of that I think heard, I've heard a rumor from people that may or may not be around the world of Lucasfilm. I heard a rumor that um, he's not as involved this season. Ludwig is not involved mm. this season when it comes to music, which is kind of why it may feel a little different. But oh, that's wow. just a rumor that I've heard from some places. I don't know. But that could be maybe why. I'm not sure. Interesting. Uh, I would, um, I would, if I were him, I would I would be like, no, I'm doing Mandalorian again. <laughs> so I mean, I'm sure. I mean, maybe that's not true. But like, that's what I I'll, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that 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 to me actually makes me feel like that. That makes a little bit of sense. I, I mean, I don't know if it's true or not what you're saying, but um, but it, it does make sense because I felt like that particularly was was it, it pushed a little too Han, far. Hans Zimmer does a very similar thing, and he kind of comes from if I'm correct, I'm saying this correctly. Hans Zimmer was like one of the guys that was like, "Yo, check out this dude." Um, uh, so he kind of Hans Zimmer does the same thing where he kind of not necessarily just say, "I'm not going to do the work," but say, he says, "I'm going to pass the torch to somebody else to have mm-hmm. them shine mm-hmm. a little bit." Where they're still producing, they're still doing the music, but maybe it's somebody else's ideas or something. It's not one hundred percent them, and that's a very common thing in film composing. So that could Dude, be it. Could be because because yeah. I went down, I will go up. the 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 whole score during Luke's scene is great. Yes. Like I think that's yeah. that to me is a uh, something that like I think the more I listen to that particular track, I'm it's going to resonate as like this very particular moment in star mm-hmm. Wars. Um, Cause I don't think they're going to reuse that unless of course we see Luke again, which I, I do. I'll, I'll say that too. I do think we will see Luke again um, because I think there's too many there. You have live at, you have a, the ability to do live action Luke and you've brought in Ahsoka. You, you, the, the two of them have to talk you know what i mean that's, maybe that's why important. they brought luke in at this point because they're just saying I, to everybody look we're doing it so it's going to happen in ahsoka it, it's t- it's too important that those two uh, we've been talking about it for the longest time however they tell that story whether it's in a comic or animation or something i thought it made sense for like the rebel sequel or whatever but um but th- this now makes more sense if they can pull it off they're gonna they're gonna put him next to a campfire and they're going to have this conversation where it doesn't need to be so great. They can well, hide all the mistakes. And stuff. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Yeah. Dark. Let, yeah. Let, let's do this then. Um, one guess each on what we think may happen in season three of the Mandalorian. I mean, I'll, I will say go, go for it. Go. Okay. Fine. Me. Um, <laughs> they're going to go to Mandalore. Obviously. Um, 
and uh, that's the, that's my prediction. <laughs> I don't have anything else. Uh, it doesn't have to be that, uh, that heavy. So my I prediction, see one planet shows up. Yeah. Yeah. So my prediction is I actually do think that the Boba Fett show is season three of The Mandalorian. Well, you, I think that this yeah. series could potentially turn into The Mandalorian is a collection of stories of the remaining Mandalorians. So they go to Boba Fett, they do a couple seasons with him, and then they move on to Bo-Katan. That actually makes sense to me, mostly because it's called the Book of Boba Fett, right? And mm-hmm. in this show, they're chapters. So it could be more of an anthology thing. So when it's it's chapter one, chapter two, whatever. Yeah. So that could be it. I personally don't hope, I hope that doesn't happen. But if that's what they decide to do, just because I love my Mando uh, and yeah. I don't want to see him go. Um, I think... I feel bad. I just saw this super chat from Brian. I'm so sorry, Brian. He said, okay. uh, sorry, I'm late jumping on here. Might have missed it. But your thoughts on the Book of Boba going to be season three or will it be a new show separate from Mando season three? Love you guys. Nice ears, Lace. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. I So I was just saying that I think that is the case. And here's why. Because it makes no business sense to have two shows running in the same month, back to back in December. Yeah. Uh, they need I, to space yeah, that stuff out to keep people subscribed. I, I they have said a, the I, next chapter of Mandalorian is coming in December too. It's they like, did say the Christmas, yeah. On Christmas, I mean, again, they could just be what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I find it so difficult to think that Favreau and then, especially Disney, them just being like, "This has been a monster beast hit, and we're going to stop. We're going to change it now." Um, He'll come I, back. I just think that plot line has kind of ended. Grogu went with Luke. So that story has been told and then they'll bring Luke uh, Mando back in. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I, I feel like the Boba thing is, is going to be a limited thing though. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to okay. be like a two, three uh, little mini. That would be cool. John to like mm-hmm. to get him out of Mando. So it's not like we're trying to push Boba fed into the Mandalorian. Boba and Mando buddy cop. <laughs> yeah. So I think that this is their way of branching them out and Fennec Shand and him. So, th- so Mandalorian doesn't get so crowded because it's starting to feel a little crowded. Uh, maybe get them out and, and let Din kind of do his next, whatever he's got to do. And if that involves Bo-Katan or whatever, I'm not sure, but I do, I do agree with you guys that Mandalorian appears to be the exploding nucleus. That's saying this is going to happen over here now. And we're going to send the story over here now. And there, there is something very cool that happened in Mm -hmm. this season. And it, as I, I think it's turned like the, the, the whole understanding of, there's there's the movies and then there's everything below the movies. There's the animation, the books and stuff. There's legends and all that stuff. That's that's the weird stuff. This is the real stuff. And I feel like the this season of the TV show has just blew that open. And and with being, bringing Cobb Vanth and Bo-Katan and Boba Fett back and, and Ahsoka, um, and I mean, they moved, Ahsoka yeah. and Thrawn. Yeah. And now they're like they're like, oh, we're doing rangers of the new republic we're doing an ahsoka thing and and then we're um the the book of boba is like this new thing too and it's like i feel like there's and 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 luke it's now it's not even like oh those are the movie characters and i i feel like seeing luke in live action now just make an appearance in these shows brings this level of like like if this mandalorian was a comic series people would be like oh it's it's just a comic series. It's not real. And if Luke showed up in that comic series, people would be like, "Oh, that's cool." But like it, 
all these things that happen in the books and the comics and all that stuff, it happened in live action. This yep. is just a yep. way to tell the story. These are yep. real stories. These are real people. And I feel like this, this second season of Mandalorian has really opened that door and, and they're telling you, we think all that stuff really happened. So we're going to show you the, this is yep. not the movie level events. These are all the little things that are happening mm -hmm. in our world and they're live yeah. action and they Absolutely. really happened. And it, it's, it's, it's really amazing and it just really opens the door for so many possibilities. We sit there and we go, ah, they won't do that. It's like, now they will do that. You do. You don't know. And mm -hmm. that goes, as far, I'm, I feel like I'm on a rant now. I'm sorry. You but, are. Like, <laughs> it, it goes to what uh, John was saying too. I don't think they have this show and, and they would throw away the, uh, the Mandalorian like title. Um, but I think Disney is being very bold. And they're doing crazy things. And they're saying, like, we're throwing away what you normally understand as a television show. We're doing eight episodes. Hour long? No, 30 minute. We're Oh, it's supposed to be binge? No, it's weekly. Like, yeah. there's so many other things. Oh, it's just a chapter. We don't have to tell you it's the series finale because it's not. Right. It's yeah. we're no, reinventing this. This I platform, the streaming stuff. You're definitely on the right track there, especially. And to both a credit to the show for doing that, which we've kind of been wanting to have happen ever since the prequels were announced. We're like, oh, my God, maybe it's going to go. It's going to be based off of, like, the thing, the book I read. Like, So it's cool that they're kind of saying, hey, we've got all these things. We're actually going to do this right this time. We're going to blend everything together, and it's going to be – it's actually going to feel like a universe – but what you also mentioned was how um, it, it's feeling very crowded. And my thing with the Mandalorian, at least until this point, and we don't know where it's going to go from here, the Achilles heel-ish series and at the same time, the good part about it is the fact that you have all these characters that will come in, pop, pop in, pop out, pop in, pop out. And now it's feeling like, okay, they've popped in and they're staying in. And <laughs> At the same time, it's like, okay, the more people that are added to the Mandalorian, the less special I think it becomes because yeah. I'm here to see the Mando's, uh, his actual, like, in his relationship with Baby Yoda and his journey. And now yeah. I'm seeing all these other things. But So that's good that they're doing that. And at the same time, I'm like, it's feeling a little crowded in here and it's not great. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting because you bring up Rangers of the New Republic or whatever. And I'm like, this, unfortunately, they've done the same thing that they did with the Marvel movies, good and bad, where it's almost like this show has been now a pilot for two or three different yeah. shows. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of feels like it, where they're like the hashtag girls get it done moment. And it's like, are they going to be the Rangers of the New Republic? Are they going to go off and do that? Because I feel like Bill Burr's character is going to come back. He's going to maybe be a part of that. or He's going to be a part of the Bad Batch or something. Uh, you've got the Boba show now. I know Bo is going to do her own. Th she has to do her own thing at some point. Meanwhile, yeah. Kevin Feige's like, exactly. <laughs> He's like, I'm yeah, so yeah. working according to plan. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting. You're so, welcome. Steven, you're making me think of like that analogy. Like you have a bunch of friends over and it's midnight and you're like, all right, guys. Uh, it's uh, Are we leaving? <laughs> or staying, or? Yeah. Get out of my yeah. show. <laughs> um, do you yeah, have a couple so, questions if we want to go through oh, them real quick sure yeah. so first we have McElvis thank you for the super chat said having survived the purge do you think that when Kylo de Ren destroys Luke's new Jedi Academy Grogu's gonna be like oh my god come on again 
<laughs> Which honestly, this has been a very popular talking point today. Is it how it ties back to that academy and where is Ben Solo? When does this happen? Is Grogu okay? I'm putting the tinfoil hat on now. Go for we're it. To, we're going to speculation nation. Oh, geez. Let's, let's say that little Grogs is a part of Luke's <laughs> academy in the sequel trilogy. Uh, we see Luke, we see it get burned down. We don't know that all the students died uh, for sure. What if he does escape, goes into some sort of hiding, and then if they ever do decide to pursue something with Ray and Daisy Ridley in the future, you bring Baby Yoda in, and that vaults its value up that much more. Uh, he'll be around the age Yoda was when he started training Jedi. Uh, could be an interesting thing. I don't know. It's like they're planting seeds in a way for future stuff. And we saw that pay off this season alone with the first season. You had this person like Bill Burr. You're like, Oh, he's gone. He's not coming back. Okay. Mm -hmm. never mind. They're coming back. And so like, I feel like you're, that's correct. I feel like that's exactly what they're planting seeds for future stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope that'd be cool to see. Hopefully. All right. So we have Talia Howard. Oh, I love that name. Uh, Asked. Thanks for the super chat. Asked a great emotional send off for Grogu and Mandu, but Mando, Mando, but is he going to fight Bo-Katan now? That is a good question. I mean, that's where they kind of, it, we were joking, it just kind of record scratch stopped. <laughs> yeah. We going to fight or? going to fight him because he, he's not, he doesn't care. He's going to be like, I'm chill, dude. <laughs> I'm <Right>. good. <laughs> What if, what if we, like, oh no, like, you beat me. Oh, at the, at the end, <laughs> what about the end? I guess I'm being a speculation nut here. And James, I hope you, you're probably going to slap me down on this. But what if at the end of The Mandalorian, he fakes his death so that she can take the uh, Darksaber and be the ruler of Mandalore and they don't have to fight each other? And then he kind of rides off into the West, like you said, and he goes and chills with Omera in the village and lives happily ever after. Maybe my my gut just says it's gonna be it's gonna be something that like technically counts or something. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know that they're actually gonna like. She goes, go boop. He's like, oh, oh no, my shoulder. Oh, <laughs> oh no, my shoulder. Oh, oh no, I can't I can't fight you now. Oh. <laughs> Next is from Chibigan eighty nine, aka Danny. Hey Danny, and she said, now that we know the book of Boba is happening, is there a possibility for Han and Chewbacca cam- cameo mention? Hashtag make Solo to wow. happen. God, don't you do that to my heart? I can't listen. <laughs> don't here's, don't give me hope. Here's the thing for me on this. Um, no, because of, well, in my theory about the casting, they're not going to do Alden post pre forward, post forward, but mm-hmm. they now have physical and digital assets again of Jabba's palace check to potentially use if they want to bring them back. That's on the say on that for, for, for after solo stuff. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Not with big want, fortune. I just, the I just want solo to it. It's not going to happen. They announce all these movies and these shows. Steven, and you are you are uh, you're in good company, my friend. I yes. know, man. It just hurts. It hurts. Yeah, it I hurts. Know. I know. Um, mm, mm, whatever, it's fine. Go watch Solo, people. Please, I'm sorry. So I think one kind of finishing thought was from Brian. Hey, Brian, who said, "I feel like Luke taking Grogu is just a way to tie up the Jedi story, so when he gets him back, they don't have to base the show around his powers." That could be. It could be that simple. I agree, Brian. And by the way, Brian, you're the man. Yeah, and that's it. All right. So, um, yeah. Any final thoughts on this before we hop out of here, guys? That is not it. Frank, <laughs> no. coming in. <laughs> Frank is back, baby. 
Frank, thank you for the super chat. Says Grogu might not be part of Luke's Fallen Academy. He might master his abilities and return to Mando, maybe become a Mandalorian Jedi hybrid, and even wield the dark saber. See, you say this, and this makes me. This is where I thought the show was going to go because, (laughs) and this is what I kind of thought first season was going to go. Where I'm like, okay, Mandalorians, Jedi, they fought each other, they hate each other, blah blah blah, blood war, whatever. They got that thing a long time ago. And so Grogu's like the, the one that brings it all together. And that's what I thought it was going to be. Maybe to, not. I don't know. To, to <laughs> like another that, piece man. of lore, the Darksaber was created by the first Mandalorian Jedi. Yeah. Well, I he, did not know they, that. All right. The lore <laughs> is, the, yeah, he he already bridged that gap at one point. They, I think they split from there. But I think at one point there was Mandalore and there was the Jedi and then there was somebody that created the Darksaber as their right. weapon. And then that came that became the ultimate weapon for the, the Mandalorian. Is the... Oh, that's cool. OK, that's fine. So that's then okay. McElvis chimes in with we still haven't gotten an answer to what Gideon wants with Grogu's blood. So that's open I for think. season three, I guess. I mean, I think we're all assuming at this point that it probably has something to do with Palpatine, right? That's what we're kind of assuming, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what else well, it would be. Yeah. I He's was thinking like, that they were gonna. Like <laughs> I, I just like blood. I don't know what it is. It's cool. <laughs> I thought that they were gonna do something like with those. Uh, what are they? The dark troopers or whatever they yeah. call them. But I he said it was a droid. Yeah. I thought they were gonna do something kind of like um, uh, a, a general grievous kind of thing where it was organic and bionic at the same time. Oh like, yeah. 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 It seems like it was more likely the other way. Like they had. Uh, and, and this isn't exactly it, but like it seems like they had Death Troopers, and then they probably had like a Death Trooper version 2.0, and then this was like Death Trooper 3.0. Yeah. It's like they just they the we already know that they're like yeah. shrinking the Death Trooper heads and all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So like Death Trooper 2.0 is probably that what you're describing, like this weird um, uh, cyborg thing, and then yeah. yeah, and then these are just droids. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. They're also um, really stupid too. Yeah. They oh my from god. Dumb troopers to dumb step troopers. So like he's walking right in front of them, like close the door, and they're like doing nothing. Pop them, sock them robots. Bop, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. see, this is we're all talking about the stuff that I had a problem with in this episode. Yeah. Like where the yeah. episode shines is when you it's about the character and when um, Luke Skywalker shows up, when I know Luke's, Steven. Yeah. It's it's a it's it's those are fantastic little moments. The moments that don't do it for me are like the dark troopers that I'm like Terminators was okay. They're like the I don't like their design. I mean, I'm going to get into it. They don't like their design. They look too glossy. They look kind of like toys as opposed to like the way that even in the prequels, they, yeah. I think they looked better. Um, even yeah. though the CGI yeah. wasn't whatever they were there for Luke to cut through. Yeah, I great completely point. believe this because yeah. when they showed up point. and they had them beat the bejesus out of uh, Mando and then they're all standing there and they're like, no one can save us. No one can do this. I was like, well, right. there's one person that can. Yeah. 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 And you're completely yeah. correct um, in that. Yeah, I just didn't necessarily, they felt like Legos, like the way that they moved in the, they just kind of didn't really do it for me. And when you the, combine the that. Bionicle Legos, which are already weird <laughs> yes. in the first place. <laughs> um, but like, you, you combine that. Duplos? You combine that with like the I the whole like um 
the the hit squad of the, the girls going to the bridge or whatever, uh, where it felt like that scene that everyone kind of made fun of in uh, the Rise of Skywalker, where everyone's just jumping over the troopers that they're shooting in the hallway. And I'm like, there's no tension there because we know that they're going to succeed and don't get me wrong. I it's thought cool. you were going to say the Avengers one where they're like, we've got it from here. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like. You can say there's that parallel, but I know this is. I, I saw some memes about this where they're like, oh, I prefer like the, you know, girls get it done in this one versus the girls get it done in that in, in Avengers. I preferred the Avengers one even a little bit, even if it felt pandery or whatever. I preferred that one because it felt like, I don't know, this one just felt there was no threat. They're just stormtroopers. Pop, pop, pop. All right, everyone. I feel like for the Avengers thing, really quick on a side note, it would have been cooler if they didn't say that line. If they didn't say, we'll take it from here. I was like, can we not? (laughs) Can we just do it? Like, why do we have to talk about it? (laughs) But yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they actually did that. And it's funny you mentioned this tangent. uh, (laughs) Infinity War where they had that moment with the three women and it was like, she's not alone. And I'm like, that's what's up. And it's like, then they took in in the next Avengers. They're like, let's do that. But more. And so (laughs) I feel like every single one. And they (laughs) have a massive battlefield. They all happen to be here. No guys, not (laughs) one superhero guy who would be willing to help. Nowhere to be seen. <laughs> it's like um, back in the day before cell phones, and you're like, you want to hang out with your friends? And you're like, all right, we're meeting at the food court at 8 30. <laughs> Don't be like, late. hey, right now, right now is good. Okay, well, I'll head over. <laughs> and they're all, all right. Oh, cool. hey, what's up? How you doing? All right, let's go. Yeah. I know that there's those parallels with this with this episode, but like that was the kind of stuff that I'm like, I just don't I didn't feel the danger there. I know that was kind of what they were setting it up to be, is that it was to too fair, easy. Go back to that really quick. It it literally just dawned on me on this episode as you guys were talking about it that it was all females. It never even occurred to me. Yeah, it didn't occur to me. Like when I was no, yeah, exactly. I just I just saw Gina or like Cara Dune, Finnick Shan. People, yeah, I just didn't even. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, I hate to say that, but like it didn't even occur to me that they oh, they yeah. sent like, all the women on one mission and that yeah, like I just well that that kind of tells you that I think that they executed it correctly in that sense because you're not thinking mm-hmm. about that. It doesn't feel forced or weird or anything. Yeah. Yes, I, I I felt the same way, and it was only until after I looked at memes I'm like, oh okay, that's funny. Yeah, but it's just the idea that it's like stormtroopers are these like oh just things that you shoot, and I'm like. It'd be cool I if like agree. somebody got shot or something. It, there was some tension. Also, what happened it, to that yeah. girl that was like his right hand man or whatever? Um, uh, Moff Gideon's right hand dude, like then just gone. Like I'm confused. Yeah, they all Where they all they died. Go? They got shot. They got shot. I think yeah, so. I was just like, because yeah, that was just weird. But like those are the little things that I'm like. Mm. I loved and it, then, and then Finnick almost getting shot, and then they sh- shooting back. Oh, I just loved it, yeah. and they were covering I, each other I, really well. Yeah. I am glad yeah. though that the, the the troopers were were droids specifically to be able to allow Luke to do what he does sure. because if they were stormtroopers I think people would have had a lot of problem with that because Luke in this Great period point. it's like right. I don't kill you know and yeah. other things yeah. like that there was a lot of there was kind of some controversy around the battle battlefront thing because you play as Luke and he's like <laughs> yeah well, I'm just gonna get kill every stormtrooper over there kill kill yeah. kill kill kill, well, kill yeah. So oh, I, I, mean, I like that he could really like shine and and show how powerful he was in this case without actually like harming anybody to because like agree. in this point to him just these are just I agree yeah right yeah no I, I that that makes sense when you say it like that I just kind of wish that the execution didn't feel so cartoony 
Um, but okay. it was, I, it's still cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to watch this episode again and I'm going to appreciate it more, but I also had the episode just like you spoiled. Um, but for kind of a different reason. And mm. I had this spoiled for me about a week ago. So I'm like, Ooh. I just, yeah, I like learned about, it. I'm like, okay. So it wasn't even like it was spoiled or anything. I still enjoyed it. But the way that I personally would have done it was a little bit more invoking that of Rogue One, where it wasn't we're seeing the X-Wing come in and then we're seeing it on the screens. It would have just been like the doors open up after the X-Wing arrives. And then it's just like, oh, yeah. we more instead of we a know. Yes, because right. we know as an audience, we know it's Luke. Like we knew it was Luke. And we maybe some of us like we like we saw the X-Wing. We're like, oh, it's Luke. Um mm-hmm. And so, when like, we Sebastian Stan was trending, we knew. Yeah, exactly. Like, we knew. So, like, I was yeah. hoping there was going to be that a little bit more. That it was going to be like, bam, I'm here. I'm just like my dad, but but I'm nicer. Um, <laughs> it's kind of what I was just hoping for. I'm just laughing at this comment from Mick Elvis that said, they said, well, that does it 10 minutes ago. And then someone else dropped a super chat. And here we are. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean that that does do it. I mean, we covered everything. <laughs> We're up on an hour and a half. Uh, so we do appreciate everyone listening and watching um and uh being a part of our Friday night here doing the show. Um, we do want to make sure everyone heads to uh starwarsnewsnet.com. That is uh our website for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, Ooh. information, and more. If you want to read my written review of this episode, it is up there. I appreciate that very much. Uh Resistance Broadcast is our main podcast. Uh, every Monday and Thursday, uh, we are going to be taking a bit of a week break uh, between the two holidays for our first break in the history of ever. Uh, so we're looking forward to doing that. Uh, but then we'll be shot right out of a cannon to come back and finish up the Man of Fan Show on January 8th and do a lot of other stuff. Break uh, time. If you do want to support <laughs> us, please head to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Oh. We do appreciate that very much. A special thank you to our generals, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Provis, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Bethany, Russ Harbison, Kendall Gellner, Paul Olson, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you all so much for your general support at that level. Um, the Mando Fan Show, like I said, will be back Friday live, 8.30 East, January 8th, with Clayton Sandell. We're going to wrap up and recap the entire season of uh, season two of The Mandalorian and uh, see where we're heading for the future. And, of course, that final Mando code and how to win that bounty so uh steven Ooh, it's this this is the <laughs> that's the bounty right there uh steve steven um again it's youtube.com slash ascender that's where yes. you're at that's where you're making the stuff that's where everyone should check out not only your 2020 uh 1917 parody video but your call of duty stuff and a bunch of other stuff you got going on right yes that is you just did it for me i yeah. did it all go there right now go there subscribe <laughs> check out steven you are the best man i know you man so thank uh, you we, we appreciate it. You have to come back in the new year on the okay. regular podcast. And, um, and uh, yeah, we hope uh, we hope you have a great holiday season, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is a lot of fun. So uh, James and Lacey, uh, anything else you want to say before we hop out of here? Uh, it's, it's sort of the happy final. holidays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went all the way across town to get these today. Where did you go? I went to this place called Jay Lawrence downtown in Bethel. Shout out oh, to you guys yeah. that uh, put these aside for me. I So here's a funny story really quick. I ordered them last night while I was waiting for Mando at 2.48 a.m. to be picked up at 3.30. So they got an alert when they came in in the morning and they were like, someone ordered three large Bavarian pretzels at 2.48 a.m. 
like with weed legalized <laughs> in Connecticut or something. Uh, so then, so then I had to go get gas with my car. So I'm getting gas. So I was a little late to pick them up, and they called me and they're like, "So we just want to know, are you gonna come get these?" And I was like, "I'm on my way." Oh my gosh! Did, so did they give you the right proportion of mustard to go with it? They gave me some type of sauce. I don't know. It's like a paint but. bucket of mustard. <laughs> They're gigantic. Yeah. So the joke was from AMC, the Bavarian legend. So I was like, right. oh, I need a couple to make the joke work. And then I picked them up and I was like, oh, I could have probably just done one. Hey, it's, <laughs> it plays. It looks like a cake. It looks like a pretzel. Yeah, it, it does. It absolutely does. Um, um, James, you got anything for us? I mean, oh, Lacey look. Gillerin, Twitter, Instagram. Bye. <laughs> I mean, look, this was, this was incredible. I think like the, my takeaway would have been what I said earlier, which is like, I'm just absolutely astonished that this season has done, you know, what it's done in order to, to kind of reshape how we think of Canon and these stories and these live action things and all this. And I, I'm, I'm pretty blown away. And I feel like that, that gives a lot of credence to this episode. I mean, Luke, Luke showing up and it's an original trilogy character and it's a young Ver, like original trilogy version of that character and uh and and just like everything about it you know what i mean his fighting style is like perfect like the old bad lightsaber yeah. techniques yep. where they're like yep. just holding it out and stabbing people like just <laughs> i just yeah it really like hit the nostalgia chord and it was a it was a great episode overall i mean enough that we didn't even talk about like boba fett fighting the other mandalorian yeah that's true uh well, yeah, we'll have to tackle it on the regular podcast. But yeah, great episode. There was a lot involved there. So we thank you for everyone who joined us. And from us here at the Mando Fan Show, we will see you next time. And as always, we will see you around, kids. <laughs>